As a society, we're talking more and more about mental health and ways to feel better. But what if the more conventional solutions aren't your jam? Or maybe you just don't know yet. My guest today is Holly Teagarden. We're chatting about mental health and anxiety and how she has built a business that takes a different approach to healing. Holly's journey to business ownership began on a personal level. Having her own health and wellness concerns, she decided to research what natural products could provide her relief without the side effects. Her thorough research led her to CBD, essential oils, and supplements. Her store and brand, Moodporium, provides high quality CBD, Delta 8, Delta 10, and essential oil products, education, and support. If you've been curious about how holistic products could become part of your healing and self-care journey, then make sure you stay tuned in. It's time to grow into your glow. Welcome back everyone to the Grow Into Your Glow podcast. I am so excited to have Holly Teagarden here with me today. We are going to dive into anxiety and mental health. And these are topics that have been kind of taboo and a lot of stigma around them within our circles. So we kind of want to get into how we can stomp out the stigma and kind of just continue the conversation within our circles and also publicly as well. So thanks so much, Holly, for being here. I cannot wait to chat with you today and just let's get into it. Tell us about yourself and a little bit about your journey. Oh my gosh. Yes. First, thank you so much for having me. I love talking about mental health. So this is, it's fun for me in a way. Um, so let's see a little bit about me and my history. Uh, I was a digital marketer for most of my adult life. Um, so I started doing digital marketing when Facebook was geared towards like universities, like a long, yeah. long time ago. <laughs> um, I was a C-level executive. So I had a team. I was working um, at agencies representing like Fortune 25 companies. I was traveling a lot. Um, I was diagnosed with anxiety when I was in my late 20s, I think. Always an anxious kid. I was the one that, um, I would worry more about what was going to happen than like what my parents would do. Like, that's just the way that I was like wired and still am. Um, when I started my business four years ago, Moodporium, which is an online and, um, in store, uh, wellness store in Swickley, um, I had kind of come to like the end of my rope. I got extremely burnt out um, to the point where I had to take a leave of absence from work. So you can, a lot of people don't even realize this, that you can take like short-term disability for mental health. Mm. I did not know it. And my therapist at the time said, you know, I really think you're going to need to do this because you are like not able to function at this point. And so I did, I went, um, yeah, I just focused on myself for actually 10 weeks. Um, I took some additional time 
And while I was like, literally, I think I was going to therapy like three days a week. I like, this is insane. I have to figure out a way to heal myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I cannot keep doing what I'm doing. And so I was on Xanax, um, daily and Celexa. And I'm like, there's gotta be a different way. And so I started doing a ton of research, um, for natural supplements. And I came across CBD, L-phenin and H5-HTP. I started to take those things and I'm like, holy shit, these are working for me. Um, and I talked to my doctor and weaned myself off of the medication and went the natural route and really like retook my life. Um, and because of that, I started helping other friends. Friends would be like, oh my God, what are you doing? Like, you seem different. (laughs) Again, because I think like what you said, people don't want to talk about mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, And even then I really wasn't like, guess what? You know, I had a mental breakdown. (laughs) Um, That's just not what people do. Uh, But I realized like, holy shit, I think I'm led, you know, I had a calling to help more people. And so I started the store. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you came to fold in your business into your personal journey. I think that's kind of similar for like a lot of entrepreneurs. Can you talk about like what your business was like before and then what it is now, like after? Sure. So, I mean, before I was working for the man, (laughs) like I, I was in corporate America and yeah. I mean, I did all like, I never worried about. Yeah. I mean, when you're an entrepreneur, as you know, you have like so many more worries. Um, but I just took the big plunge when I first started my business. I thought everyone was going to be as passionate as I was. <laughs> I thought I was just going to be like, you know, n- blowing things away. And business is not like that. It takes mm-hmm. a while. What I, what I did find was, which was fascinating. I'll never forget this. Um, well, she wasn't a customer, but she came in and we were talking about how terrible her anxiety was. And she said, I'm going to have to talk to my husband to see if I could get permission to use CBD. Mm. And I was like, wow, this is where we're at. Like, okay. I'm like, CBD is no different than Robitussin or, I mean, it's legal in all 50 states. You're not getting high. But that was kind of the, at the beginning, so we're going four years, that was kind of the beginning. People were like a little freaked out about CBD and thinking that, you know, it was, it was bad for them. Yeah. I think there's definitely a misconception. And for those listening, can you kind of give us like a cliff notes version of like (laughs) a few of the, well, yes, (laughs) that would be a while, but let's just hit on like a few of the products that you carry. And I I said to you, you know, in, in an email, I know nothing about this. And I know there are a lot of women that are listening that may not know 
what this is all about, this, this homeopathic holistic way of, of healing. So yeah. can you just hit on like a couple things that you carry? So I actually want to say the first thing, which is a lot of people don't realize that we have this system in our body called the endocannabinoid system. So we have like a nervous system and we were taught all the things that that does. And the endocannabinoid system uh, was discovered in the eighties. So it's not in like science books. Hopefully one day it will be. Um, but this system co- allows us to get into a state of homeostasis. And so we did learn that in, in, in high school and co- in college, homeostasis is kind of like when your body is well in our bodies, it's like set, set at like a calm, like everything is working properly. So when it's not, I mean, when your system is not working properly, that's when we get disease. That's when we get anxiety and we are not able to sleep and we have inflammation and all of the things. Well, what I sell actually helps get you to that state of homeostasis. So CBD, which is derived from the hemp plant and THC, which is mostly derived from the marijuana plant, those two things help. Um, they the THC binds with these what's called receptors in the endocannabinoid system. So think of it as like a locking key. So the THC, the THC unlocks the receptor, and then it allows the medicine to go into the endocannabinoid system so that you're feeling that state of like, (laughs) CBD with a, when you think about the lock and key, have you ever like by accident gone into a car that you thought was yours and you put the key in and you're like, Oh, but it doesn't turn on, (laughs) but it goes in. You're like, that's what CBD does with these receptors. So it doesn't unlock it as much as the Mm, THC does, but there is still an effect with that receptor. So when you, when people come to the store and they're like, how does one product help you with an anti-inflammatory pain, sleep, anxiety? That's how it's this whole endocannabinoid system Mm, and the receptors that we have throughout our body. So like if you're dealing with sleep, which is something that is very common, like with all of us, because we can't shut our brains off. Um, there are products at the store, uh, probably like the favorite one would be, um, what's called a new leaf CBN capsule. And so this capsule, you take it an hour later you're in like a coma. (laughs) It's crazy. Like, you know, and I've had people who have gotten off of sleep medication. Yes. Um, I'm forgetting the word diazepam or some by using these products, they don't have melatonin in them. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not a big fan of melatonin, but yeah, there is like something for sleep. We have like products that have this cannabinoid called CBN life-changing. If you have anxiety, we, I feel like 
anxiety is very much a spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. I have general anxiety disorder. Um, but I also have sometimes situational that where I know I'm going to be triggered. Yes. So like for me, again, I'm like always anxious, but then if a place is loud and I have sensory overload, I'm going to have anxiety. So when somebody comes into the store, it is somewhat like a pharmacy where you're like, okay, is your anxiety Tell me on a scale of one to 10, what is it? Right. right. Like 10, you're, you're, you're like, I can't function one. It's every once in a while. Okay. Is it situational where you're like, it comes like that. This is the type of product that you need. Most of the time I recommend some kind of like vape form because it's immediate. The onset oh, is just like that. Yeah. If you're like me, where you're like, Listen, I have general anxiety every day is like, you know, I, I'm a little anxious. I to actually take, here's, I haven't taken it yet. This big old pill. Um, it has 25 milligrams of CBD and then other like hormonal properties. It's called happiness because <laughs> we all freaking need some happiness. Um, but yeah, so like there are different. There's so many different ways that you can take it. Then two years ago, there were businesses that realized, um, they can push the limits with the 2018 farm bill, which says you can only sell 0.03% of a product that has THC, but it's by net weight. So these companies started figuring out, okay, how can I make an intoxicating product and still let it be legal within these parameters? Mm -hmm. And so you started to see these products like Delta 8. And so Delta 8, I like to call it boneless weed, marijuana light. You're going (laughs) to get high. Yeah, you're going to get high, right? But you're not going to have the same effect where there's a there's not that much paranoia or dry mouth or the paranoia probably is the big yeah, thing probably. that people I feel like that's a, an issue for a lot of people. Yeah, and so you're <laughs> able to use that um and if you have really bad like anxiety pain sleep that's even stronger than CBD. And so again, it is kind of like a pharmacy when people are coming, you're like, okay, like, what are you dealing with? Like, um, yeah, I mean, we have on that, probably the most popular product with Delta eight is called comfortably numb. Mm, Okay. (laughs) I mean, that's how you feel reference, (laughs) right? Like that's how you feel when you take it where, um, you know, if you are dealing with like a crazy amount of anxiety, it slows your body down. Again, that whole homeostasis. Uh, I have a lot of cancer patients who use it who are needing, um, who are dealing with a, like a lot of pain. So they'll like double the dose. And then like these mad scientists were like, no, no, we want to keep going with this. And so there's other cannabinoids that are out there. The one that I find really fascinating is called compliant Delta 9. And so 
outside of the four walls of the store, Delta nine is marijuana. It's THC. That's what, that's what everybody knows it as within the four walls. Compliant Delta nine is derived from the hemp plant again, which makes it legal within all 50 Mm -hmm. States. What they've done is they have manipulated the weight of all their products. So it still stays under the 0.03%, but they've made it heavier. So you get, it's get more in like the dose. So you still will get high, but it's like, you still have the effects, um, where it is binding to the receptors, um, versus kind of like the CBD where it's not completely binding. So there's just more effects. And so what's cool is this has allowed an everyday user who doesn't want to get their medical marijuana card to come in and try, um, you know, try products without feeling like embarrassed or nervous or, you know, dealing with the whole stigma of it all. Yeah. So is the goal for your business, your brand more of like the education side of it and, and shifting in the sense that people can go from these prescription medicines to more natural ways of, of healing and dealing with these things? Yes, but there was a big, but so I'll be, I was very transparent on my social media a couple months, two months ago. Um, I, so for four years, I'm like, screw medication. You don't, you can do it the natural way, but I was finding myself going down the spiral again of my anxiety and probably, you know, depression a little, um, and realized that I needed to get back on medication again. And it was like, Oh, I'm such a failure, even Uh, though like we talk about, you know, mental health. Um, and so, yeah, I'm on back on the medication. I'm back on Celexa, uh, to kind of wrangle my emotions. Um, and I know I shouldn't be like embarrassed or disappointed. It just is what it is. I think sometimes we all, it's okay to have like the medical part. If you can deal if you don't need it man that would be the best because you know it's changing the makeup of your body um but yeah i mean the goal for me is to arm people with you know the um the education part so they can make the decision whether they want to stay on it you know their prescribed medications try something new maybe they've never done anything but they know they need the help um, and to make sure they're getting quality products because I mean, you can get CBD products at the convenience store right now, you know, like while you're getting gas. Um, yeah. And so we just take pride in betting it all. Yeah, no, I think the education piece is, is the part that's really important. And I've even just noticed, you know, from following you on social media and, and seeing you, you know, promote the different products and talk about things that's, I think what's really important. And there could be some shame associated with going back to, you know, a prescription or some sort, but there really, you know, there shouldn't be because 
I think it's when people are of the mindset where it's like all or nothing. Mm. And I feel like we could probably apply that to lots of different things in our lives, not just, um, not just in, in health, um, but, or or mental health, I should say, but, you know, in in physical health and, 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 you know, politics and, and all of that, you know, like it's, it's the all or nothing mentality that can really feel like, there's shame in one way or the other, but being that you, you know, have had your business for four years and, uh, you have mentioned your struggles with mental health. Have you seen a shift in the way women talk about mental health, you know, either publicly through social media or within the circles that you find yourself in? So I definitely have seen a shift in the last four years where people are more open to having the one-on-one discussions were like, listen, I'm struggling. What should I do? Um, like putting it out there on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, and that's something that I did definitely did not see before. I think people were just like hiding in the closet. I'm of an age now where I see kind of the next level. Um, I'm going to be 50 this year. And what I see not being talked about is the pre-menopause or perimenopause. I mean, Oprah did a um, conversation about it like two or three weeks ago. And that's something that hits mental health hard Mm. (laughs) Like, and nobody wants to talk about it. So yes, like there's definitely dialogue about anxiety and like asking for help and getting the help. But there's still like for the old dogs that are going through (laughs) like the peri and pre, like that's the part that nobody's talking about. Yeah. So what are the specific struggles that you find yourself in now in that, in that phase? I mean, brain fog. So like brain fog is real. Like I have to take supplements for that. The hormonal aspect of it where your emotions are like on a freaking roller coaster that is really real and where you're crying and you have no idea why you're crying you just are um the metabolism your metabolism just goes to shit and <laughs> it just stops and you're like what the hell happened um the sexual aspect of it And that's actually, I have a lot of customers come in where they've lost their drive um, during this whole pre-menopause. They used to have, they used to like, you know, be like wild animals and now they're not. And there's actually products that we have at the store that helps. Um, But yeah, those are some of the big things like night sweats, the sleeping where, yeah, you're up at two o'clock in the morning and you can't fall back asleep. Mm, it's okay. like the joys. Yeah. It's like nobody <laughs> talks about it, but it's there. Yeah, no, but I think that's, I think that's great. Even you just talking about that on the podcast True. and hearing about it myself for the first time. And I'm sure others for the first time, I mean, giving like setting ourselves up so yes. that we are more prepared because I feel like as women, 
you know, I I'm 35. So, you know, I'm a millennial, yeah. but I feel like for my generation, for so many topics about being a woman that it's just like, they were never talked about. And it's like, you had to figure it out on your own. And I yes. think that's the hardest part, you know, up until this point. And I, I know that the conversations are being had and I mean, social media has been great for that, you know, kind of creating these communities and these connections between women and being able to speak a little bit more openly about things. But up until this point, it, it really has been, I think, one of the biggest struggles of being a woman is feeling like you're so alone in, in, in so many aspects of your life, especially, you know, I can even think to just, um, becoming a mother, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. you, you take the class, uh, (laughs) to help prepare you to birth the (laughs) child. And then it's like, okay, you're on your own. See you later. And then you check back in after six weeks and you're like, okay, like everything looks good down there, but like, adios. Um, and then, you know, again, just feeling like you don't really have anyone to talk to and you feel very isolated and alone in situations. But the reality is, is that there's so many people going through the same thing. (laughs) You know, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about, um, even like, I think what uh, perpetuates this is the fact that a lot of people on on social media, specifically Instagram, they'll post like they're, you know, oh, look at me. Everything's fucking fabulous. <laughs> and meanwhile, there's like fire burning, you know, they're going through a divorce. Their kids, you know, have just gotten multiple diagnoses and they're just like, everything's great. And you're <laughs> like, no, tell people the truth. Mm-hmm. Tell them the truth. Show the realness. Like I still see that. And it just, it kind of irritates me because I'm like, you're not helping, you know, you're like, I'm uplifting the people. Well, you're not though. Cause it's fake. Ugh, yeah. I, I think it's definitely gotten better since 2020. Cause I feel like 2020 just kind of like was so eye opening and, and True. really like we didn't have any other choice, but to be really who we were, because there was no escaping. There was no like, so I think it is getting a little better, but no, I, I can agree. I think that there are still, you know, uh, people and accounts out there, um, even brands in general that are just, you know, creating this facade and, I really do. I have hope that people will be able to see through it. Yes. And connect with the, you know, the women that are really stepping forward and, and saying like, these are my struggles. Every day is not hunky dory. Like every day is kind of, you know, hard right now. I mean, I struggled with that actually with my online presence last year when I was really going through it um, you know, going through like a hard mental time. Um, and then at the end of last year, my best friend passed away and I thought, you know, am I going to share, like, should I share? And like, I, I kind of just closed it down for a little bit. Um, but now after coming out of that fog and that darkness, I am trying to be more transparent about like, yeah, I went through a really hard time and guess what? Some days are still really hard. Like, <laughs> And just being honest with, with people that 
I may not have ever met or will never meet in person is, is a goal always yeah. for me and my brand, like just to, and that's part of the reason too, I started this podcast is like, after Heather passed away, it was like, I wanted to really push myself out of my comfort zone and have these conversations because life is short. Like, I don't want anyone to feel like they're alone. Like they're isolated. Like let's have these tough conversations. Let's move forward together. Mm. I mean, yeah, some days it might be like baby steps. It might be like crawling on the floor, but at least if we're moving forward and coming together, then, you know, hopefully it will help someone. Grief is, I mean, we all, especially as we get older, there is definitely more layers of grief because we start to think about our parents' mortality and our own and my gosh, your best friend. Like, I think being transparent and open will help, you know, help so many people. And I personally feel healing myself. It's almost my own kind of therapy when I post a picture and really put thought behind like the copy of it. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things for me, like, uh, you know, when you think about like tribes, women tribes, I feel like as I, cause I've expanded with some additional businesses this past year. Um, I find it's funny. So I, this, the cannabis mom, like, and their struggles because you know, there is such a stigma where it's like the, the mom next to you who is like drinking their wine till they're drunk, you know, like I come from Italian home. We drink wine all the time. It's fine. But like <laughs> that, that like the person who is like, a, you know, fall down drunk telling a can of mom, like, oh my God, you're a bad mom because you go into your garage and take a puff of something so you can fucking deal with your family. Like, <laughs> so, you know, I feel like as I evolve, I'm holding on to that tribe a little tighter mm. mm -hmm. and trying to educate people that those moms are good moms and that you shouldn't feel, you know, embarrassed or, um, whatever, just like that whole stigma, like that's kind of my, I guess, evolution of myself is just like hugging those, those moms a little tighter. I have a friend that just posted something really similar about just the comparison between the two. And it's like, society says that the fall down drunks like are okay. The, the wine mom culture Right. And everyone who knows me knows I love wine. Yeah. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong in that. Totally. Nothing wrong in, like you said, hitting, hitting the joint, whatever, a dummy, whatever you need to get right. through. Right. There is nothing wrong with either, but yet we are like, oh, you're a bad. I mean, as I was kind of evolving into that space, I had friends who kind of fell off the radar because, you know, of stigmas around that. And it's just, yeah, I mean, and even my own daughter, who is very straight edge, just turned 16. She was just like, I am not comfortable with any of this because of the things that, you know, 
like, are you this kind of mom? And I'm like, have you ever seen me get high? And she was like, no. I'm like, have I ever looked high? And she was like, no. I'm like, (laughs) exactly. Like, there's nothing crazy going. I go to bed at nine o'clock every day. Like there's, you know, there's nothing wild and whatever, like debauchery happening. It's more about, you know, what I've told her, it really is about helping and elevating women. Like, it's not a bad thing. Like, it's just society tells us that it's bad. I think that was the campaign for so long. Yeah. That, you know, uh, it's the gateway drug to, you know, a life full of, you know, crime and and all that, like the, you know, that was, that was what we heard for so long that now I think thankfully there are, you know, women and businesses like yourself that are coming forward to, to educate on the, the healing aspects of it. And then, you know, just, just the way that, you know, (laughs) natural is okay. You know, (laughs) like, that's just, I think for me kind of where, where I've been leaning, um, you know, as I get a little older is that finding more natural ways to combat the, the things in life, like the, whether it is mental health related or physical health related, you know, knowing that (laughs) there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. So I can, I can totally, uh, you know, relate to you on that. We are just about out of time, but I want to ask you a signature question that I ask all of my guests and it's pretty simple, but if you could turn back time and talk to your younger self, what would you tell her? I saw this question and, um, I actually talked to my younger self six months ago about this. And it was my mini me, uh, who is 16 and, you know, our, our children are, our mirror. And so I'll, what I said to her is I wish that I had asked for help, that it's okay to ask for help and that we both are going to need to change and like make that our mantra. It's okay to ask for help because we all, we don't live on an Island and, you know, whether it's mental health work, you're just here every day. Um, I am so self-sufficient that it puts me in a hole many times Mm. and her too. So that is what I would tell myself. And I told my mirror, you know, like it's okay to ask for help. I think we all need to hear that, (laughs) especially as women, we just feel like we can take it all on and it's just not possible. And you talked earlier about the burnout. And I myself have experienced that. I think that was a lot of what kind of uh, I went through in 2022, you know, kind of halfway through the year realizing like (laughs) I'd been in business for six years. It was like a pivotal point. Like, do I keep going? Do I hang it up? Um, You know, I've got to fix the the personal relationships. Um, So yeah, I, I think that we all could have that reminder as, as we, <laughs> as we continue on for sure. Well, yeah. Holly, thank you so much for being here before thank we go. You. I'd love for you to share where people can find you online 
And uh, if you have anything, you know, coming up, you'd want to chat about. Yeah. So you can find me online um, at Moodporium. So moodporium.com, which is our online and in-person store. Um, Mood RX Treats, which is a brand new business. Uh, cannabis Retreats for Women. And then Canamood Apparel, which is our new apparel line uh, for women as well. Amazing. Yeah. If someone is not local to Pittsburgh, then they can shop your website and have it delivered. Yes, absolutely. Oh, wonderful. So thank you again so much for being here and spending this time with, with us and continuing the conversation around mental health and anxiety and making sure that we do our part to try to erase the stigma around it. Amen. I'm happy to help.